Trevor. I'm Lauren. I'm Leo. And we're the Boo Crew! Welcome to episode 70. The Boo Crew has come down with auction fever this fall. Anyone have a vaccine for it? Yeah, a lottery ticket. Yeah. (laughs) Get out your paddle and discover all the amazing screen-used items from your favorite horror films the Prop Store has in their auction. If you're listening to this at time of release, Monday, September 30th and October 1st, everything from The Craft, Hocus Pocus, From Dusk Till Dawn, Evil Dead, The Shining, and a whole lot more. Let's get busy. I'll open the bidding at $5,000. <laughs> Not good enough. 20000 Go ahead, scream. That's all we need. Another victim crawls onto the gurney for a Boo Crew autopsy. Taking home an item used in one of your favorite horror movies or TV shows sounds impossible, but it's a lot easier than you think, thanks to a company called Prop Store. They offer that thrilling experience of taking your fandom to the next level. If you're listening to this at time of release, their entertainment memorabilia live auction takes place September 30th and October 1st. Joining us in the Speakeasy studio to tell us all about it is marketing manager Matt Truix. Yes! This is an amazing studio, first of all. I'm sure everybody starts with that. Thank you so much. Very cool to be here. Thank you for having me. Hey, thanks for being here. So starting off, we'd just like to get kind of a brief history of Prop Store and what you guys do. Prop Store was started 25-ish years ago, actually, by Stephen Lane out in London, who was kind of always a collector. He started collecting Star Wars toys and whatnot and uh, slowly got into the prop business. He built it up over there. And then our COO over here in Los Angeles, Brandon, started the store about 10 years ago out here. And the company's been running ever since. At first, it was very... uh, fixed price space. It was just everything was online. Buy it now for this price, which we still do. We list, you know, 10 to 20 items a day in that model. But then we got into auctions not too long ago. This is now our fifth or sixth live auction coming up for London. So it's been a crazy ride, honestly. The past couple years that I've worked for prop stores when the auctions have really started taking off. So it's been fun to see it all grow. Talk a little bit about how these items that you have are acquired. It depends. Like there are studio partners that we work with. That's always awesome because we we're not worried about the, the providence or anything. We know that it's coming from that production and that it's definitely from the studio, from that film or TV show. And then there's always the cool stories where just somebody won something in auction. Somebody was a driver for this movie and wound up with an Ewok mask, you know, like something like that. So it's really a, a mixture, really kind of a case by case thing. But it, it's also fun to kind of hunt this stuff down. Speaking of those studio auctions, like yeah. we took part in that Twilight one. You guys oh, auctioned off my baby. <laughs> Everything from yep. Twilight. Wow. Yeah, that was a year-long project or so. That was the first time we worked with Lionsgate, and it's led to a really nice relationship with Lionsgate. Today, as we speak, the John Wick auction is closing, which was a similar type of thing. But yeah, oh my God, I've forgotten more things about Twilight than I thought I'd ever right. know. <laughs> that was a really fun thing. And it was like, a t- I don't know if you guys went, it was a two-day live auction at Groman's Chinese on Hollywood Boulevard. So like, there was some cool Hollywood about it too. And that is 
bands were cool. flying in from Ireland and Hawaii. It was it was a really cool experience. Wow. Sure, and Twilight like, Reaches has such a broad reach. Exactly. Sometimes with IP like that, part of my job is to kind of teach people that like, yeah, it's like eBay, but it's a little different. Here's how. You know, like if you want to place this bid, like there's an educational aspect to it, right. especially to fans that haven't really bought stuff before. But thankfully, those the Twihearts, man, show up. And that was that was a cool two days. We love watching auctions. Like, we'll put them on the TV yeah. and like our kids will be involved and they're watching it. There is a cool thing to watching the auctions, which I've come to learn over the years. It's like I was explaining it to a girlfriend. I'm like, you want to come? It's boring, but it's fun. You know, like you're just sitting there <laughs> all day long, but there is kind of a rhythm to it that you yeah. get into. And yeah. then those big lots are always fun, you know, when they're coming up. And then oh, every once yeah. in a while, there's a surprise that just runs for you know 10 minutes of, yeah. of bidding and it's just like i right. didn't see this coming like something that starts with a low kind of estimate yeah. and then you see two people going at it two and it goes insane that's wow. all it takes. Wow. And that must be uh, kind of like that Indiana Jones feeling when you're going through, say, a <laughs> studio archive of, you know, all the Twilight stuff or all the John Wick stuff, going through that stuff and cataloging it, figuring out what's there. Oh, yeah. my God. It's you, Keanu Reeves' bloodstained jacket or yeah. from this scene or whatever. That must be a, a it, trip. It, it is very cool. Like with the John Wick thing, uh, going through everything. And like there was a set of like fireplace pokers and that type of deal. This right. is all from John Wick 3. And just looking through it. And then one of them winds up being the carterizer for when he has to cut his finger off to oh, show yeah. oh allegiance to the high <laughs> table. And it's just like, didn't see that coming out of this box. That's very cool. You know, and it's got right. the little light to make it look like it's, you know, actually on fire. Wow. You're right. That discovery. Yeah. It is fun. Besides stuff that comes directly from studios. One question a lot of people ask is they come across something that's said to be screen used. They say, how do I know it's real? So what's the authentication process that you guys do when you put together an auction, say like this one that's coming up for the most part, it's something that people can do at home. And we always kind of suggest that if you, if you're looking to bid on something and it's, it's a substantial bid do your research make sure that you think that like we think that it's the right thing sometimes it's as easy as watching the blu-ray and just going frame by frame and trying to match up that scratch like we've got a stormtrooper helmet in this upcoming auction that is screen matched to one of the stormtroopers that brings leia to vader in the opening of uh, new hope you oh, know? Wow. <laughs> but it's, it's like that type of it, there's hundreds of stormtroopers you know but like you can match the scratches you can match the little bubbles and that type of thing leo's drooling right yeah. <laughs> in, uh, in other cases, yeah. it's a little bit harder and you're trying to contact maybe whoever made it or, uh, you know, if there's a big collector in the field for Terminator and you've got a piece that you're not so sure about, you'd kind of reach out to them and see their thoughts on it. So that's what the prop collecting community, I'm sure you guys have sampled quite a bit of this, yeah. like online, they're really, there's some, you know, like animosity. There's a bit of war going on every once in a while. But for the most part, like if you throw something out there, to get an opinion, people will give you their honest opinion or show right. you the research they did as to why they think it's good or bad. You know. So in terms of authenticating these items, mm -hmm. do they get signed off by the studios or is there like a somebody who does verify that it is what it is? That's our job, honestly. Okay. Yeah. We're very proud of our legacy of, of being trusted that when we put something out there, it is to the best of our knowledge that this is from the production and we think it because of the screen cap or because... We contacted somebody or we got it right from the prop maker or something like that. Right. Whereas like with those studio auctions, like I'm saying, the Providence is built in. It literally is coming directly from Lionsgate to us. So we know that it's from the film. I've been a prop collector since the internet was around. What was <laughs> prop collecting like before the internet? Like how did people sell props? How did people acquire props? How did you know who so, to contact? I cannot speak to this personally, but okay. I have spoken to a lot of collectors that were doing this 
this back in the day as well. Our COO, Brandon, famously kind of started that way. And it's a lot of yellow pages, white pages, trying to find the prop master who now lives in Hawaii and reaching out to them. And do you still have a prototype of this? Brandon kind of famously went to Tunisia as a kid with his family and wound up digging up props from Tatooine out in the <laughs> That's amazing. There. You know, so they're still there. Like that. And crazy. then there are stories, especially out here, you know, like some stuff winds up in a prop house and just like a rent prop house that productions will go to. So collectors would go through those places and kind of comb through everything and once in a while find that like, oh, I recognize that from Jeannie or Lucy or, you know, like something like that. It was a lot of legwork back in the day. I and think. then was there like a group that sold to each other? Like, how would you get the word out? Honestly, that I don't know from back in the day. Okay. Like anymore, there's stuff like um, the RPF, the Replica Prop yeah. Forum, where a lot of people are. Movie Prop Facebook groups and stuff like that, where if you're loud enough about having something, people will know about it and they'll clock it. And if they ever want that specific something, you'll probably get a message in your inbox. Right. Like that, you know? <laughs> <laughs> well, let's go over a quick terminology lesson in prop collecting there's a few words that come up a lot one is a hero prop yes once a stunt prop what would be the difference between those two things for people who don't know a good example is like a hero prop let's say like a weapon a hero prop is an axe like say it's like jack torrance's Axe. Which is available at this auction. Which is available up. in this wow. auction. I just saw a beautiful replica of it in your hallway. Wow. In that case, it is a wooden axe with a metal handle. Like it is meant to look good. He used it in close-ups. And of course, in, in the movie, he's also like hacking at the door, so it has to be practical. Whereas a stunt is gonna be a foam rubber axe. It's gonna be some sort of softer thing so that if he's running down a hallway and they were worried that he's actually gonna kill Shelly Duvall, they will give him that. <laughs> so in case there's ever any contact or something like that, you're safer. A lot of the guns that you'll see that we wind up auctioning off are going to be things like that. They're going to be foam rubber because for the most part, unless it's firing in a scene, if somebody's got a gun, it is a stunt version just for safety purposes. Interesting. You know? Wow. But then on the other hand, we've got two hero Bond guns, a Pierce Brosnan, a PPK and a P99. And those were real functioning guns that have since been decommissioned. Like we take the firing pins out of it and that type of thing. But that's because, you know, in a close up, if Bond's holding a gun, gun people are going to know that that's a fake gun if it's not. Not real, you know? So you want it to look good. So it's an actual weapon until it's been modified to become just a collector's, right? Yeah, exactly. Even on on set, it would probably still be a functioning weapon because he's going to shoot blanks out of it, you know? And then afterwards, we would never sell, I think that's against the law, honestly, for us to sell anything that's still firing. But for the most part, especially in a London auction, (laughs) those firearms are decommissioned and safe for use. What is the oldest prop you've come across? We did an auction last year. We called it TV Treasures. It was a lot from this one guy's collection, James Commissar, of old TV stuff. I can't say for sure this is the oldest one, but we had one of the pig nose appliances from the Twilight Zone episode that I'm blanking on the name of, oh, but oh. where like all the doctors and stuff. I know exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. surgery on the girl. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Wow. And everybody's ugly, but or everybody's pretty because they look like pigs or whatever. You know, like <laughs> right. we had that, and it was like pinned onto a cushion so that you couldn't mess with it but i think that's probably the oldest that i've dealt with that was pretty i'd never seen anything in color that i'd only ever seen in black and white right that must have been really cool yeah Yeah. in that same auction we had spots collar from the monsters we had a door knocker that was another one i'm just like look at (laughs) this is cool this is my childhood that i only ever saw in black and white right here it is as far as horror movie props go is there a particular i guess franchise that collectors seem to gravitate towards and like a highly collected 
respectable franchise, sure, for instance? Sure, sure. Uh, you know, like a lot of them, first thing that popped into my mind, and I think it kind of counts as horror, is the alien Predator Definitely. stuff. You know, like Definitely. there have been suits and xenomorphs and Predators made for it, like even into AVP, like, you know, like Requiem and stuff like that. And it really doesn't seem to matter for the most part, for most collectors, where that xenomorph came from, except that that was made for the movie. You know, like that right. was made for the franchise. Therefore, it's got that kind of nostalgic pedigree. It's got that love to it, you know? So like those are big ones. And then stuff that's iconic, you know, like Freddy gloves. We've got a Freddy vs. Jason, I think, glove in the auction. Yeah, that's right. You do. Maybe that's not everybody's favorite Freddy movie. It is still that iconic right. thing that you can recognize. I don't know that we've ever seen a Michael Myers mask, but like that's another great example. Right. To, you know, anything that is, again, even if it's from a lesser sequel or one that's now out of continuity because Jamie Lee Curtis wants to play again, it really doesn't seem to matter as long as it's that imagery is what they're collecting. Let's talk about this entertainment memorabilia live auction sure. coming up September 30th and October 1st and this uh, amazing catalog here. First of all, how long does it take to put something like this together? These catalogs? Yeah, yeah I mean, just acquiring all the items for one of these auctions, getting it all photographed for the catalog from beginning to end, the kind of the process. We're already starting the 2021. Wow. Not the catalog necessarily, but especially the bosses are starting to talk to people about big consignments and whatnot for that. Those plans are kind of always in motion. We're always looking ahead and going, well, maybe we'll put that in this year or we can always do it next year too. You know, like, so this lot list builds slowly from that, but then from like April or May, we'll be pretty close to a locked list because then we go to Comic-Con every year. So we want to display as much as possible and like have as much in and like we know it's in the auction. We know that this is guaranteed by Comic-Con and they're usually already working on or almost done with the catalog by then. So that's like mid-July or so. And then our auctions tend to be somewhere in September, October. So like hardcore, they're starting writing in February or March and then things are pretty locked by early summer so that we know where we're going. Obviously, it's stuff from every kind of film every kind of genre in this catalog we want to highlight some of the the horror fantasy sci-fi totally. stuff that's in there what do you got what are some of the really cool horror items you got coming up in this auction okay again if we can count alien as horror Definitely. like one of the biggest pieces we have is the special effects face hugger from the first oh alien wow Jeez. yeah it's it's pretty cool it was literally consigned to us by the special effects maker it's cool it's this metal skeletal structure underneath it so it's like a pretty hardy piece and then wow. it's got the fiberglass and resin on top of it but that's a pretty big highlight right now for us i mean we've sold like i said a lot of alien stuff before we've sold suits and heads and whatnot we've never seen an animatronic face hugger that looked this cool and it's from the first movies so. was it from a particular scene was it the one on, on the guy's face or was it yeah, the one yeah, there yeah. were a specimen like i believe it's from when they're on the nostromo and it's it's, it's on his, his it's face on my, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay yeah. wow that's a pretty big one but you know like <laughs> yeah. because it's from that first film because it's got such a good pedigree that's got a pretty big auction estimate on it and we're talking in pounds for this one because it's in london but right. that's 50 to 70 thousand pounds so wow. you know not every collector is looking at that but a few are yeah <laughs> exactly yeah, that's a fun one on the other end of the spectrum we've got ash vs the evil dead the chainsaw hand you know and oh, like, that's cool it is it's not the uh whatever bruce campbell wore to actually connect it to himself it's not that but it's the full chainsaw piece and there's even on the back of it the little circle where clearly that's supposed to hook into oh, whatever right. he's wearing you <laughs> right. know and hide it in there but that's a cool piece too where it's like the chain is metal but the rest of it 
it's fiberglass and rubber and like kind of stunt so that if he hits somebody with it it's not gonna really injure another actor in a fight <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah that's a big piece I'm trying to think other horror stuff like you said the shining the jack torrent yeah that's a real centerpiece of this cool auction one. The, the story on that is awesome too where it was bought by a guy who was working at the same studio they used to do these studio garage sales kind of like at the end of the production they were selling all the stuff off he bought this axe literally to chop wood at his home oh whoa <laughs> no. come on yeah. but it never it was never oh. used for that he realized what it was especially when the movie came out <laughs> and he kept it and then later consigned it to us and we get to put it in that auction but like that's another great example of like how in the world did that thing survive and we have the pedigree for it. and you know we have the providence for it that it we know that it's that and it's such an iconic piece like those are the fun ones when they wow so like we're something something like that axe would there only be one hero axe or would there be a couple different versions i guess is there any way of even knowing that um, kind of information in most productions that information is going to be kind of wishy-washy yeah with a stanley kubrick production there are so many notes and there's so many people that do so much research on it we know that there were like 20 or so axes made for that film he was very particular about how the axe needed to look like he's kind of famous for always being particular right. about everything and then always wanting everything destroyed at the end of his movies which is why it's so hard to get like yeah, that 2001 things you know like it wasn't us but a spaceship came out a couple years ago and people were like that's intact you know like who knew that the spaceship survived one know? of the models yeah, oh, yeah wow one of the little models of the spaceship in most cases we might not know exactly how many but in something as storied as the shining as storied as as Star Wars or something like that. People have a pretty good idea of how much was made, how much was destroyed, who's got what, did Stanley keep anything, you know, that type of thing. Have you ever had like an actor or director want to buy something that was theirs at one time? Uh, oh, yes, yes, in the auction. I, oh my gosh. Yes, yeah. but I can't get into it. But it's just <laughs> by law, Damn. I can't get into it. But yes, there was one particular piece that I was at in London for on the day. And just got the whisper that the director of the film was on the line for it. So that's just like, it's a secret among the staff yeah. at that point. But we're all just like, oh, I hope he gets it. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Great. Seriously. That's so wow. great. I noticed there's also, speaking of going to the Evil Dead stuff, there's some other stuff from Army of Darkness, including yep, totally. a Necronomicon. Yes. I saw, which is amazing. Oh, gosh. Yeah, talk about a centerpiece for an Evil Dead collector. I know, right? Yeah, very rare. Very rare indeed. Let's see, some of the other stuff that I wanted to point out. Stuff from Adam's Family. That stuff I love. Yeah. yeah. Or even just, I think it's a stand-in of uh, Cousin It. Yes, you know, so cute. Oh my god, The cutest thing, <laughs> just big piece of furry felt on a stand and a hat. I'm a huge Adams fan, so that's yeah. cool. And then we've got Pubert's crib from oh, yeah. Family Values, which is... <laughs> that's funny. Like, if you know the Charles Adams old cartoons, like, it is straight out of Charles Adams' nursery that he drew for Wednesday and Pugsley. Like, right. it looks perfect. So it's so that was, crazy. That was one that came in and, like, people weren't sure what it was, and I saw the little crows on it. I'm like, oh my god, it's puberty. Like, that, yeah. that is the coolest thing. That is so cool. One of my favorite things is the Mary puppet from Hocus Pocus. Oh, I love that. Oh Very rare that you see things from that movie. Totally. Because yeah. that was, I mean, like, nobody cared about that movie when they were producing it, you know? Like, they got the stars because they were on contract, really. But that was supposed to be a Disney Channel original movie at first, you know? It was directed by Kenny Ortega, who was very much a TV director yeah. at the time. And still right. is a very yeah. talented TV director, oh, yeah, but yeah. like nobody thought that was going to be a feature. So the fact that this little miniature of her on the broomstick survived 
is so cool. And also, like, all of us in the office are the perfect age to give many shits about Hocus Pocus. Right, yeah. 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 Well, it's now icon an iconic part of Halloween, right, oh, yeah, for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So, like, that when that came in, it was just like, oh, we need the book. Yeah, you know? like, <laughs> I opened, I was like, oh. And speaking of witches. The craft. I like the craft spell book. Yes. yes. That also looks beautiful. amazing. Yeah. Also a really cool piece. And we've even sold, in our fixed price model, we've had pieces, uh, like, page pieces. Yes. Books like that in the past too. I love books. Is there like a certain amount that you hold on to? Like you get stuff and you're like, we're going to save it for the auction. Or a company then- collection possibly. Sometimes, you know, the company collection for sure, we've got the star piece for us is the Nostromo landing model from the first oh, alien keeps coming up today yeah. for some reason. Wow. But we've got the big, beautiful Nostromo piece that's kind of the size of this table we're at. Like, it's a really large piece. And it might wind up in an auction eventually, but like, it's kind of a star for us. Yeah. yeah. Very slowly had it refurbished and very sympathetically and they had to recast a lot of the pieces right. and whatnot. You know, every once in a while something like that will come by and we'll hold on to it. But then like to answer your question, if we're doing something like Twilight, for instance, and we've got two to three thousand lots we're not going to put them all in the auction. So we did the Twilight auction one year and followed it up the next year with an online auction of another 600, 700 lots, yeah. something like that. So yeah, we'll do that type of thing. We did the same thing for Ghost in the Shell earlier this year. We did an auction at first and then had another couple hundred things and did that. The Clapper from Jaws. Oh. <laughs> I love that. Piece. Like, what that's, an iconic piece. That's an awesome example of I didn't see bidding like that was going to go that high on it. We've sold one of them before and that was one we're like I'm in the room in London helping clerk the auction 20 minutes later we still haven't sold this thing like people just want it you guys have seen the catalog but for anybody that hasn't seen it it is a clapper board you know like take whatever clap but it's cut out like it's shark teeth, teeth. Yeah. you know it's got the zigzag right. of a shark tooth so it's so unique and again for this movie that nobody really thought was going to be much back you know first time director the Spielberg guy right. they're shooting at sea <laughs> it's not going well the fact that they actually took the time to make this type of clapper board and that it's become such an iconic thing is double into the value of it, basically. But yeah, I can't wait to see how that one does this time. How much did the previous one end up selling for? Do you remember? Uh, yeah, huh? Sure. It was in the <laughs> tens of thousands, just like off the top of my head in the 50 to 80 range. But I don't remember wow. specifically. Yeah. Unbelievable. Again, piece of wood, but it's a piece of wood that we all kind of have this <laughs> right. weird yeah. nostalgia yeah. love for. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. you got some impressive Ghostbuster stuff coming up. Yeah. The jumpsuit especially is, right? is a highlight. Dan yeah. Aykroyd's jumpsuit from Ghostbusters. Wow. Yeah, which is, which is cool because like, people that look at it if you're a fan, you might kind of doubt the providence of it at first because it's kind of two-toned. Half of it is pinkish right now and half of it's more the beige that you're used to. But if you look really closely at the movie... They've always been two-toned. They were just really closely matched. The two different fabrics that they used back in the day were very closely matched at the time they were shooting. Since then, this one in particular has decolored and the colors have changed on it over time. But yeah, I mean, it's intact. It's got the right little leg nozzles and all that. It's a pretty cool piece. We've sold a few of them over the years, but this one is especially cool because it's also Ackroyd and knowing his love of the paranormal and the fact that that movie, that franchise is really his fault to begin with. That adds to it too, (laughs) you know? And then a hero ghost trap yes so does that like a hero ghost trap so would that actually be functional like mechanically functional in some way please if anybody's into it check out we've got a product video on it and i think it's in our trailer too but it is so cool to see work when they were shooting it for our product videos i was around 
because I wanted to see it actually. It's remote controlled. The little trapdoors pop open. There's a spark light inside to add some sort of, you know, like effect there on set. And obviously they put all the ghost goodness on top of it with visual effects. But yeah, it's got this whole meter when it closes. Like you can see that there's a ghost in there, all the different lights and stuff like, and it's meant to be somewhat functional on set. Like it is the one that gets slid out there to catch the ghost in the hotel. (laughs) Nice. Do you think any of your props have ever been haunted? It's <laughs> a weird question, but people. Oh, I mean, what would be? Especially some of the older things, yeah. maybe, right? Not specifically. I can say that it is a creepy warehouse to walk yeah. in through at night. Like when wow. you're the last one there, like our catalog team, you know, like I, I feel bad for them because. I'll do that job. You're just going to run into a predator or (laughs) something. Yeah, it's a little little creepy. Oh, another thing that I wanted to highlight because it's one of our favorites is Wesley Snipes outfit from Blade 2. Blade 2, yeah. no way. Yeah. Another awesome piece. Yeah, we've sold a lot of stuff from Blade over the year, but I think this is the first time we've had an intact outfit like that in a long time. So that's a biggie. And also knowing like how big the Marvel films right now have gotten. But like, don't forget, Marvel movies weren't great back in the day. Like Blade (laughs) was the trailblazer for a while. Oh, yeah. there you oh, know yeah. like an yeah, x-men and spider-man but like yeah there's some cool pedigree for that too with a, yeah. with a comic fan you know as you said the auction takes place in london but that doesn't mean you can't take part in it how do people get in on this totally so like we literally do it on an imax screen in the middle of london it's, it's a very cool thing to see like something that like oh my god i'm off camera for that when like the photo is up on this big imax screen you know so like that's a really cool event but most bidding is still done online so please you know you can sign up we shipped everywhere in the world. Most of the bidding is going to come in online. And then there are some people that really do kind of like the auction experience, but can't get to London in the middle of September for an auction, understandably. So we do phone bidding, which is, I think, still kind of cool and old yeah. school bidding style. But like one of our folks will be on the line with them and like literally holding up the hand and kind of giving them the update of like, okay, you just got bid a bid for 500. Do you want to go six? Okay, okay well, let's go six. Hey, wow. it's yours at six right now. You know, like, it's yeah. that kind of oh, fun energy. So I get why people enjoy that aspect of it too. But yeah, bidding online and bidding by phone are the big ones for folks that uh, don't have two days to hang out in London with us. Is there a unicorn item, like an item that's sought after you'd love to have? Oh, I'm trying to think. So like... I'm a big Batman fan, and I know there are a few of them out there. I would love to see a Batmobile come through. Which one, one though? Day. Really doesn't matter to me, but like <laughs> especially the Keaton one. Okay, you know like the Keaton one, yeah. Burton. Yeah, I know. Like they sold Barrett Jackson sold the old '66 one a couple years ago at right. auction. Yeah, something like that would be key. Or even a Tumbler is would be amazing. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. But that said, like a couple years ago, we sold the Bat Pod. We sold like in Dark Knight when the Batmobile motorcycle. Yeah, the yeah. motorcycle that ejects from it. That was a little bit of that fantasy come true but yeah that, wow. that would be one i'd love to see and i know That's there are a few cool. out there hasn't come by yet this auction we've got some great batman pieces too sorry i'm, I'm so batman fan no yeah. um, awesome but like i'm a big batman returns fan we've got pieces of michelle pfeiffer's suit as Catwoman. Okay. oh wow auction. it's so weird because those suits it's really sad were not preserved well and Aww. they were very very thin material and most of them have gotten crunchy they can't even be worn anymore so a lot of the suits aren't in good shape but we've got her corset we've got a cowl and then the boots and the gloves and the gloves have the little rubber i think they're rubber or foam forgive me of the claws on the end of it her homemade costume supposedly right. that's a pretty cool one for me and this like sounds like I'm a creeper but like that corset came in i'm like give me like let me yeah, see this yeah. Thing. that's so cool so have yeah that's, that's a highlight the warner brothers tour here <laughs> 
My first job out of college out here was tour guiding. At the oh, oh yes. nice. <laughs> I want that job now. Yeah. I, I love that guys. tour. We've I done know, it so many God. times. Yeah, speaking of the Batman Tumblr and everything, right? They have that room where they got oh that stuff. God. You guys must be like, okay. When that thing fired up from across the lot, I was working there for the last Burton or uh, Nolan movie. So they were bringing out the tumblers and all right. that a lot. And like you could straight up hear it from the offices when it started. <sighs> it was the coolest car in the world. Yeah. Wow. That is so cool. Well, speaking of some of those bigger props, there are some huge things in this auction as far as taking up square footage. <laughs> I think some Jurassic World <sighs> dinosaurs are the coolest things. <laughs> these are so, I'm so glad you brought these up. So it's from the newest Jurassic World movie, uh, Fallen Kingdom. Yeah. I believe? Yeah, yeah. Thank you. There was a museum scene where they've got all these dinosaurs and they wind up getting trashed at, at the end of the movie. But for the scene, the production contacted this museum to get very accurate. They're resin, but they are like, printed from scans of real dinosaur bones and they're gigantic and they're all dinosaurs i cannot pronounce to save my life but like (laughs) one is very raptor-esque and one is it kind of stegosaurus looking thing a lot of them we weren't able to ship to us just because they're so big they're going to ship from the consigner but we did get the uh t-rex skull that is just kind of by itself in the auction or into the office and that was my favorite thing to have around for like three months like it's just like we deal with cool stuff we see a stunt item from your favorite movie every once in a while and that's really cool but then like this giant dinosaur skeletons there and it's just like there used to be monsters like this is (laughs) yeah 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 Yeah, no those are unreal and then we've got a couple other big pieces like that we've got the big robot from robocop as well in the auction oh my god God, Jeez. Yeah. I could see it in a home museum setting, you know? <laughs> right. That's so like, awesome. Where are hint, those hint. dinosaurs going to go, though? That's, right? That would be such a fun problem to solve. Right? Yeah, right? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I, I, I'm exactly. in a one bedroom, but I'm like, I'll get the skull. We'll figure it out. Yeah, right. right. Yeah, this yeah. Fine. Yeah. But even like, we've got not huge pieces, but we've got full Star Wars droids in the auction. We've got this beautiful, it's an R2 unit. It looks like R2, but it's completely chrome colored and it's made out of metal. And it was built by straight up one of the R2 builders. It's called the R2 Builders Group. And they've been replicating R2s since back in the day, you know? And now these guys, their robots have gotten so good. Like this one can literally go from two legs standing to the center foot comes down and it can roll forward and it's got all the lights and like 200 different sound effects on it and so naturally disney is contacting these people to get droids into the new movies so this droid that was made for fun wound up in rogue one and they even used it in like a gillette promotion tie-in thing for rogue one too you know like that's such a cool piece in my mind and it's just big heavy r2 unit but it's it's got that cool fan to screen pedigree that i think is awesome i also want to say that there is stuff for pretty much any budget like talk Mm -hmm. a bit about how you can get into the hobby even uh, in this auction stuff can be for a couple hundred bucks yep a great example you brought up the jaws clapper board before we've got that and we've got a full-size bruce jaws shark from i think revenge in the auction too (laughs) so like obviously those are the jaws highlight pieces right but we've also got a crew gift from jaws we've got a crew t-shirt we might have you know stills or we might have a poster like when we know that we've got big highlight lots like that from a particular franchise we will try to add in stuff that is 
is like, look, you maybe didn't get that, but like this original script is actually really cool. So yeah, we do try to keep it that there's something in there for most budgets, you know, and if we have something like that in the auction, it is not just about that one piece. It is about the other pieces that we found that go along with it that maybe you haven't seen. Maybe you haven't seen that version of the script or this production binder or some artwork or whatever the case may be, you know? One thing that I really think makes Prop Store stand out as well is aside from the auction, the daily sales, a lot of this stuff can be bought on payment plans. Yes. Which yeah. is, makes it a little more conceivable for a new collector getting into the hobby, especially to be able to afford things that you really, really want. Right. Yeah. So the, the auctions generally have a, a payment plan set up with them too, where you can go three to six months, depending on the auction. And then, uh, yeah, our fixed price models is three to 10 months sometimes, depending on the piece and the consigner and basically who owns it pretty much. People take advantage of that all the time. And it's a great way to kind of get into it to kind of secure that piece and not break the bank. Ultimately yeah. Right. Too, yeah. You know? Piggybacking off of that, what do you think think are some of the things that make the prop store experience different from some of the other auction houses and resellers of this kind of stuff. I will not take credit for this because it goes to the people that make this beautiful catalog in front of us, but like there is a lot of care that's put into this, especially the photography and writing and putting it all together. Like we are a bunch of nerds and it comes through, (laughs) I think a lot. And I've been paid the compliment out doing kind of stuff like this, which is like, you guys just seem to care. And like, that is, I'm going to let them know because that is so cool to say. Something comes in from ET say and you go like hey who's the ET nerd and there's one in the office and they will come by and like give you all this knowledge on the piece that's come in you know I think it's just kind of that atmosphere of excitement over this stuff we're all I don't even collect all that much but I'm such a prop nerd for some of these things you know and a lot of us have that I want to work a prop store I know (laughs) (laughs) what a dream job right I want to work in this studio man (laughs) (laughs) I was just looking at all these uh, Marty McFly props from Back to the Future yeah the radiation suit the radiation suit that's so Awesome. The Darth Vader future. suit yeah. from the planet Vulcan. That's yep. aw- I want that. Yeah. <laughs> That's a cool piece. We've got a great DeLorean miniature in yes. the auction this year, too. We've sold a couple of those over the years. And the photograph and the, the fading, very, yeah, the, fading. Water, uh, the well photograph, yeah. for sure. And even, I think we've got some of Biff's crew's hoverboard. Yep. Biff? Griff? Yeah. Whatever future Biff's yeah. grandson was named. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, some of his crew's hoverboards uh, from the future there. Oh, and the Sports Almanac. Uh, the Sports Almanac. That's you crazy. Know? Yeah. Yeah, Back to the Future is one where, weirdly enough, there were so many paper props made and they've gotten kept. They've gotten into collector's hands really well. So that also means that there are replicas out there. So you have to be careful when, you know, every once in a while something comes up on eBay saying it's original and it is not. What do you think is used more, stunt or hero on production? It might break your heart, but stunt. Like, yeah. un- unless it's going to be in the close-ups, close-ups or yeah. something like that. We were talking a lot about weapons, but even like something that's not a weapon, even like a watch, even sometimes, you know, if it's a key piece, it's going to be stunt so that if the actors run down the hall and they trip or they bang it into the wall, it's not that big a deal, you know, like you'll be able to keep going. And then you save those hero pieces for that hero moment for that close-up where they're pulling the gun out or something like right. that. It's fun to watch too, like if you know that, if you're watching like a John Wick type thing and you're seeing everybody with their guns yeah they're walking around pretty quickly with those supposedly heavy guns <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> right. well matt thank you so much and yes. everybody september 30th october 1st propstore.com will get you into that auction and you got to pick up this amazing beautiful catalog even if you yeah. don't yeah you buy anything at the auction get the catalog it's a, ma- a coffee table book right yes. yeah, yeah just yeah. to plug the the crew one more time like this is one of the best ones that we've put 
forward so far and we've done two or three catalogs this year alone wow. but i i love this book and it's heavy as hell yeah, yeah it's like a phone yeah. book it's yeah, stunning it really yeah it's really stunning it's yeah. the first time that our live auction's been two days we've had to cram 900 lots into one book but compliments to the team it's a beautiful piece especially if you're a nerd for a bunch of this different stuff right kind of want to see it up close all right well happy bidding everybody yeah, and again thank you so much matt oh, really appreciate thank it you. thank so you much. Yes. thank you very much it's been awesome <laughs> That was a Boo Crew Podcast episode 70. Special thanks to our guest, Matt Truix of Prop Store. Follow Prop Store at Prop underscore store on Instagram and sign up and or watch their entertainment memorabilia auction Monday, September 30th and October 1st if you're listening to this at time of release over at PropStore.com. Till next time, it's the Boo Crew saying, see you on the other side. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Boo Crew Podcast. Haunt the Boo Crew at TalesFromTheBooCrew.com. Tales from the Boo Crew on Facebook and Instagram. Follow us on Twitter at Tales from the Boo. The Boo Crew is Tim Timebomb, Leone D'Antonio, Lauren and Trevor Shand, Austin Wilkin, and Rachel Tahada. The Boo Crew is produced by Lauren Shand, chopped and sliced by Trevor Shand. The Boo Crew is a TSP creation, part of the Bloody Disgusting Podcast Network. Bye! A bloody disgusting podcast network, home of the Boo Crew, for horror-centric interviews, SCP archives, weekly full-cast storytelling, horror queers, genre commentary from an LGBTQ perspective, and creepy, for disturbing and terrifying creepypastas. Listen free wherever you stream audio and at bloodydisgusting.com slash podcasts.